0: You're listening to the Money Web Now podcast series
1: with Simon Brown. live streamed every weekday at 6:30 a.m. It's Friday,
2: 9 December. 27 December, has now been declared a public holiday. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, Jimmy Muyoha, Touch on that Thongela update and the British-American tobacco update as well. Uh, Kevin Brady from A2X. Growth in the alternative exchange, getting companies to list, and then some thoughts on what's been a tough year for the market. What do we expect next year? The show is brought to you by Stanlip, Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning Mark, morning headlines from MoneyWeb. ESCOM totally irresponsible not to have scheduled beyond stage eight. What happens beyond stage eight? I, mean, just all, I, I, I don't know, it all just goes dark. Bloomberg, ExxonMobil raises share buyback to $50 billion after bumper profits. Move comes as the oil giant posted its highest profit in its 152-year history. Money markets, the US was green. S&P up three quarters of a percent. Nasdaq up one and a quarter percent. In Asia, green. Sydney up half a percent. Tokyo, one and a third percent higher. Commodities, almost all green. Gold, 1,860. $7 an ounce. Brent, $76.95 a barrel. That's your red. Platinum, $1,020. Palladium, $1,920. Rand, seventeen thirteen dollars against the dollar. Bitcoin, $17,200. Uh, Tencent trading up 1.6% in the Hong Kong lunch break. And Top 40 looking for a green open, 430 points with
0: 0.6%. Moneyweb now on The Money. Also available on podcast.
2: Jenny and I with uh, Jimmy Muyaha. Jimmy, appreciate the early morning, some uh, quite in the news front, but some trading updates yesterday. We saw the Thungela update uh, in, 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 in some parts looking really great. H2 a little softer, that because of Transnet, both uh, strikes, derailments, but I mean, coal price remains, remains elevated and they don't think that's going lower anytime soon. You're taking it. My sense is managing what they can well, but there's a, a lot they can't, no, 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 notably Transnet.
1: Absolutely. I think the conversation with Transnet that they've had or the conversations that everybody has had with Transnet, you look at Kingela, you look at um, Ford with the automotive side of it, mm-hmm. um, needing that automotive um, line from Transnet as well. I think the main problem here is, in as much as companies are controlling all that they can at this stage, uh, factors like Transnet are making it very difficult um, especially for the likes of Tungela. I mean, if you remember back when we started to see this real uh, commodities boom in the coal space with the increased demand going to Europe, Tungela at one stage said that um, their demand for uh, exports to Europe had increased by some 700%. Mm-hmm. And th- that's that's a good thing. That's, that's never a bad thing for a company like Tungela, particularly on the export front. But now, Th- there's no point in having those agreements and offtakes and not being able to deliver to them. So if they're going to now move the coal via trucks down to port and all of that, the cost of that is going to be um, quite significant versus what they would be able to achieve if the Transnet rail system just actually worked. So I think the the, the main problem for for Tenghilla was um, is always going to be is that their limitations are going to be imposed by these external factors that they can't control, and that's going to put sort of a, a dampener on whatever profits they could potentially achieve. If you look, if you remember the uh, commodities boom mm-hmm. or the super cycle we saw in 2020 and 2021 uh, on the gold front, when gold prices hit $2,000 an ounce and that sort of thing, we, we saw guys like Goldfields and Harmony just report Huge profits, yeah. and and they they benefited from that. The, the our gold miners in that first boom actually had some significant um, benefits and headwinds, and it really did. They, they made the most of it. Tungela can only make the most of it to a certain extent. Um, and until they're able to figure out how to then get these things to port uh, or how to get the coal to port, it, it becomes very difficult to then say, we're going to continue to benefit from um, this huge demand.
2: Yeah, and I take I like your your analogy to gold. They they simply can't they can't capitalise on, on their coal price. They can to a degree, but they've been restrained. British milk and tobacco, other side of the equation, uh, boring uh, update. I mean, some some moving parts, some issues with increased cost and in debt and the like. But this really is a company that's never going to shoot the lights out. But if you if you if you don't mind tobacco and you want some stable sterling dividend, this is it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they they've been consistent in their uh, delivery of performance. They've they've been able to um, mm-hmm. consistently. I mean, if you look at the numbers, their margin enhancement uh, from their cigarette business has been consistently elevated, and they've mm-hmm. been able to keep that um, at those levels. Uh, and I think for them, the the interesting thing that I found there was that they they made a lot more from their non-cigarette business. Their non-cigarette mm-hmm. business was uh, quite a strong performer. Um, and if you if you look at the company as a whole, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Simon. The, the company is very good in terms of uh, a translation of profits to cash, and they're going to be uh, consistently that good at this stage. They've got a strong balance sheet as well. Um, and, and they don't need to do much. They don't need to deviate too much in terms of business offering and um, what what it is they bring to market and that sort of thing. They've, they've got something that works and where their non-tobacco side of the business uh, is yielding its profits. The tobacco side of the business will yield its profits in time. Um, and they don't have to worry about uh, things like cigarette bans and all of that that we did see early in, in, in 2020. Um, so really the, the business at this stage is in a good position. And it's hard to find businesses like this, you know, where, yeah. um, especially at this time where stocks have taken quite a knock, um, shares or equity markets are all Basically trading at discounted levels in most cases, um, and guys like BAT have gone through things like share buyback programs, and you know, I mean, they they've gone through their buyback program, I think, early in the year as well. Um, but you 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 have to find a stock that has value going into 2023 that's going to be consistent as part of a portfolio where you know that equities are going to potentially struggle to yield returns. And we might see a very, very slow um, recovery on the equity side of it going into next year with all of the inflationary pressures and things that we're seeing. And these guys have that strong ability to translate that profit into cash for that dividend payout for um, investors. And so that, that's always going to be a, a much appreciated uh, aspect of a stock in times like this.
2: Yeah, and I really like your point. They really don't have to do anything. They just got to, just just like, <laughs> don't crash it and you, you're good to go. Jimmy Yaha, independent analyst, always appreciate the early morning time. Uh, and our poll today is around Thungela, trading update, uh, uh, lots of issues with Transnet in, in H2. Uh, are you bullish on coal prices as new record levels? Uh, have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. Your
3: money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's infrastructure investment fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider
0: money web now on the money
2: i'm chatting with kevin brady ceo of a2x kevin appreciate the time as always if my memory if my memory serves it was september last year the first time you went through a billion in value in fact you went all the way up to three odd billion has that held during 2022
0: so you have a very good memory. That is correct. September last year, we we set a record. Um, so what's interesting is that we faced a bit of headwinds early in in 2022, mm-hmm. and that really surrounded an engagement with the regulator and with the the incumbent exchange around what we refer to as the two exchanges one brokers note uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm very encouraged, although it created some headwinds, it was resolved very quickly, um, and that unlock the volume again. So what we found is we had a little bit of a dip go down March, April, and then those volumes kicked up very nicely. And in fact, September this year was a new record for us. And yes, we're seeing our, our volumes hold nicely above that $3 billion level now.
2: You talked to, uh, to, uh, two exchanges, one broker note, and, and that comes back to me. Ultimately, this comes back to best execution. We'll get to that in a second. That means I do the trade. In essence, it's agnostic where it trades, and I just get a note from a broker that says I've bought 100 of whatever shares.
0: That is correct. So you're quite correct. When when the broker gets an order, their duty is best execution, get the mm-hmm. best result for their client. And ultimately, it means buying it where you can get the best price and the appropriate liquidity. Um, and it might land up buying across the two markets. And you're absolutely right. The broker then just provides them with one note saying, I've achieved best execution. And so because of the structure of the market, uh, it does require a, a, a degree of interoperability mm-hmm. and I think having overcome that hurdle has been a, a big step forward for for the exchange industry but it needs to go further so yes it's a good step there's a lot more we need to do there and I think that also bodes well for the future
2: you say there's a lot more we need to do what's still on your on your on your list of of <laughs> of, of, of wants?
0: Well around the interoperability, I think it's a bit limited at the moment, um so it really is quite niche as to when a broker has that ability to book the single note mm-hmm. um, and we are working with you know the regulator and 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 with the industry yes. participants to say this needs to be much broader. Otherwise, what you're finding is it's not actually achieving the objective that everyone wants it to achieve.
2: I mean, in essence, yeah. I mean, there's the incumbent exchange, and then you're kind of the, the groundbreaker. And you're not, you're not setting up the rules as you go along, you're setting up the processes sort of in real time. And in, I don't know, five years, 10 years' time, we're going to look at an environment where it's all smooth. But at this point, it's kind of happening day to day
0: that that 's quite correct, so yes you you need to navigate the existing infrastructure and outdated regulation, which does make it particularly difficult, mm-hmm. but having said that, you know with the support we 've had both from the listing side, from the brokers uh, from the regulator um it's you know we 've managed to move it forward uh, and as I say, ultimately, we want to be in an, an environment that there's a level and a fair playing field um and an efficient mm. growing market.
2: You mentioned Best Execution. I know we have chatted about it. I know it got delayed. Has it rolled out? Any update on that?
0: So it hasn't rolled out. You're quite right. We saw The last time we saw a draft was back in June 2020. Mm. Um, I do think it got kind of tripped up a bit with COVID. We are expecting uh, what they refer to as a conduct standards for market infrastructure to be released in the first quarter of next year. And our understanding is that will include best execution.
2: Okay, okay. So it is. It, it's on the agenda. And it's, it's coming. It still. It still
0: is going to be coming. In a sense, how many listings yes. do you have these days? So we've yeah, we've had a very good year actually. Yeah. Um, so we've met, we've listed thirty seven securities since the beginning of two thousand and twenty two, mm-hmm. uh, adding about eight hundred billion in combined market cap. Um, and that takes us to a total of 93 securities with a t- combined market cap of around about 5.7 trillion. Um, but really what's been wonderful for us is we picked up a lot of top 40 companies, um, six to be precise, of which the, the last one we listed was Woolies was just a few days ago. Uh, we've done very well in the REIT sector and we've just picked up some really good names, you know, Trueworth, Life Healthcare, Pick and Pay, Nedbank, Remgro. A discovery and pilot, so we just we have just had a very good run and i think it's really been driven by the fact that um the more we ha- the more listings we have the more confidence it creates and people are really starting to see the benefits of having a secondary listing and that's filtering through and, and I, it looks never easy but it's definitely getting easier
2: what is that listing process i mean are you phoning up the missing companies or are 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 stockbrokers phoning up the missing co- would, would you sit back and wait for them to ring you
0: um, well, I look forward to that day. <laughs> no, very much so. We're on the front foot. We're knocking on the doors. We're using our contacts, and we're using existing issues um, to leverage ourselves into the ones that are not listed already. Uh, so it is a knocking on the door. It's a convincing the, the executive of that company of the merits. They then take it to their board for approval. So it's not, a, it's not an easy process, um, but as I say, what we're finding is the confidence is there. The belief is there. The, the people are seeing the, the merits of it, um, and it's working a lot more, uh, quite smoothly now.
2: I mean, my sense is the, the the merits are quite strong. I mean, particularly if I can get uh, a better pricing. We've spoken before that that better pricing simply comes because of, of of lower fees. I mean, are you able to share some of the some of the concerns? I mean, why would why, why, I don't understand why a listed company would say thanks but no? I suppose is what I'm saying.
0: Well, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, a very good question. So what we find actually is it's, it's less a but once you get through the door, actually, uh, there's a very high success rate. Okay. I think there's a general perception, right, that when an ex- when you get you hear from an exchange, it means costs and it means regulation. Once you can get through that and say, "No, we're a secondary exchange. Uh, there's no cost. There's no regulation. Um, there's no risk to you, uh, but yet it's really good for your shareholders." So a lot of this is education, um, and mm. both the education we put out there, word of mouth. Um, but that's really the biggest The biggest thing we confront is uh, we need to educate people um, to get it through. And secondly, it's just a priority thing. So we've, we've no never favorite. had any hard no's. We've just had not now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, get back to us next year. Because, I mean, of course, regulation all happens at the incumbent level in terms of sense and all of that happens there. In, in terms of cost, I mean, is, is there no fee for an issue to be on your exchange?
0: There's absolutely no fee. There's no oh, wow. cost okay. to list or to remain listed. Um yeah. So it's, a, it's literally it's a two-page document. It really just is authority. Mm-hmm. Um, as as you're well aware, in most countries, they have actually the alternative trading model. And so you wouldn't even need the issue yeah. of authority. South Africa is quite unique in that until we change the regulation, and it is coming, we yeah. need their authority. So it definitely puts you kind of like uh, back a few steps. But as I say, we, we've got this nice momentum and, and I think there's a lot of support for competition. A lot of people are seeing the the merits of, of what A2X has to provide.
2: Well, leave it there. That's Kevin Brady, uh, CEO of A2X. Kevin, always appreciate the
3: time and the insights. There's no postponing the inevitable. Your money knew this day would come. And you know what? It can hardly wait to start giving some back to you. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, You can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager.
0: MoneyWeb now on the money.
2: Uh, thoughts for the day. Uh, some thoughts there. Inflation, uh, DMS at forty-year highs. Uh, it's been a tough year. Interest rates rising. Uh, first bear market in the U.S. in over a decade. This is what markets do. I mean, this is nothing unusual or strange. Here. Ah, the inflation's a bit weird, but you know, it's cyclical. That's how it rolls. But it's not fun. I mean, add to this, I suppose importantly, is the first war in Europe uh, since the Balkans in in the 90s, and that was the first war in Europe since World War II. We're seeing massive pressure on energy uh, Brent below 80 for the first time in 2022, which is taking some of the, the, the pain away. Key point is, bear markets end. We, we've had conversations during the year with guests who talk around bear markets and the statistics around them, and I remember at that point it was probably back around August and they said we're probably uh, uh, more than halfway through, And and and, and Maybe it is. Maybe it's over. Uh, Cash is always nice to have. We were chatting earlier in the week with PPS around some cash there. It gives you some some stability in your portfolio. But uh, more than that, it also gives you some optionality in the portfolio. The question is, what about next year? I think it's still going to be rocky. I think we're going to see recessions in some major developed markets. But remember, markets are looking ahead. And I think the US can have a green year, not by a lot, not even double digit, but I think green. The key risks for next year is getting inflation back to the target. That is going to be hard. The easy part is the initial down, but then it is getting it back to target. And energy, what is OPEC going to do in terms of of, uh, 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 production? What is Russia going to do in terms of that $60 price cap? But I think, I think, Next year can perhaps be slightly less painful. That's it for today. Uh, yesterday we were chatting with FEMA dear from Momentum Securities around the ABSA and Sunlam trading update. Financials been the best local index, major index of 2022. The question we asked is are you bullish? for local financial stocks next year. Almost half of you were cautious. A, a third said absolutely. Uh, rest. are worried about risks and are saying no. Certainly I am. I, and I'm talking my book here to a degree. I hold the Citrix Finney uh, in my tax-free account. Have your vote. Have your say. Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Quick programming note, uh, next week is the last week of live shows up to and including Thursday, uh, then the week before Christmas, which will be the Monday to Friday ahead of Christmas. We're doing recorded shows. We'll be recording over the course of next week. There will be a show every day and then we are off for two weeks and we'll be back in January. We're live every weekday morning. The MoneyWeb website's in the app, 630 a.m. podcast just after seven. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobokle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is Money Web Now. We'll chat again Monday.
0: You've been listening to another Money Web Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.